Shalom Aleichem friends, my name is Ciro Hernandez and I'm a teacher here at Harlingen Messianic Synagogue and I would like to welcome you to another edition of Insights from the Siddur where we will be learning the significance of the Ana Bechoach prayer as part of our Shacharit morning prayer service. Now this next section in the Siddur is called Korbanot, which means offerings, which is found on pages 31 through 53 of the Art Scroll Siddur. Now as you can tell, that's a lot of pages. Right now, you may choose to pray uh, portions of this section or the entire section, it's entirely up to you. But understand that it is very lengthy. I will be focusing in this teaching on the prayers that I uh, pray from this section, which obviously includes the Anambehoach prayer. This prayer is found on page 41 of the Archkel Sidur. Now, at this point in our Shacharit morning prayers, we have entered through the Nicanor gates as we learned last week of the temple, the Beit HaMikdash, and are now standing in an area called the Ezrat Kohanim, the priest's courtyard. And what we are doing is we are facing the Mizbeach. We're facing the holy altar where all of the offerings are brought. Therefore, we recite prayers related to the offerings at this point. Now, in the Anabehoak prayer, we beg Hashem, to forgive us and to help us with our abundant sins. We have so many sins that they are bundled and tied together. And we're asking, please, Hashem, untie the bundled sins that we have accumulated, right? And do this, please, in your strength. Notice we're always looking to Him, not ourselves, not our own works. We're not saved by our own strength. We're saved by Him and by His beautiful grace. Now, we also ask Him to please strengthen us and purify us. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that's right. It comes from the book of 1 Yohanan in the Brit Hadashah, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. I quote this pretty often. It says this, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. The great news, that's good enough. Right? That's, that's awesome. Right? But um, he does more. He doesn't, he doesn't stop there. And it says to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Another word for cleanse, by the way, is purify. So not only does he forgive us, but he also purifies us from all unrighteousness. See the connection there with Anabehoach. We then ask him to please bless us and to guide us as we proclaim his oneness and his holiness to the world around us. Now, that's the face value of the Anabihuak prayer. But there's a far deeper meaning to this prayer. According to Kabbalah, which is a sect of Judaism that focuses on Jewish mysticism, which goes way deeper into the Hebrew text, way deeper into the spiritual aspects of the Torah. Now, according to Kabbalah, Anabehoach is made up of 42 words, which is true. If you count the words, it's total 42 words. It's seven lines with six words per line. Now, according to author Chaim Halevi Donin and his book on Jewish prayer, these 42 words correspond to a composite name of God which is a phrase that is made up of 42 letters that was once used as a substitute for the divine name. So 
instead of using the divine name, which is a name that we should never, ever say, they started using in ancient days a different name, a composite name that came from the Anabehoak prayer. But because it's been so many centuries, in fact, millennia, since this name has been in use, it is unknown to us today, and we should not even try to figure out what that name is. Each of the seven lines in this prayer also correspond to the seven days of creation, among other things. Now, every letter is encoded within the first, get this, 42 letters of the book of Breshit, the book of Genesis. What do we find in the first 42 letters of Breshit? The creation story. So each time we pray Anabehoak, we return to our origin. We return to Ghana then when Adam, the first man, was created. Now this brings us to our next prayer, which is based on the book of Bamidbar, Numbers chapter 28, where we were commanded to bring the Tamid offerings. Tamid means daily, the daily offerings, every morning and late afternoon towards the evening. There will be one lamb in the morning offered up along with other offerings and one at twilight along with other offerings as well. Now, the first and second temple altars were both erected at the exact same location. For this was the very place from which Adam, the first man, was created. Isn't that amazing? The sages state this in Breshit Rabbah 14.6. Man was created from the very spot which atones for him. How amazing. So the very spot where our atonement is, is, uh, is brought forth through our offerings, through the altar, that's, that same spot, that's the spot where Adam was created. Wow. This prayer and Anabehoak are connected to bring us back to our creation in Ganeden, which is the location of the altar. Therefore, if you connect the dots and put two and two together, well, then if the altar is where man was created, that means the altar in Yerushalayim, in the Temple Mount, is the location of Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. But you didn't know that. Now you do. <laughs> this is all according to the sage. The prayer goes on. And that the Kohanim be at their assigned service, the Levites on their platform, and the Israelites at their station. Now the Kohanim are busy slaughtering, preparing, and offering the Korbanot, while the Levites at the exact same time are singing praises to Hashem in their platform. And the Israelites are at their specific station in that courtyard, praying and worshiping the almighty Lord of lords and King of kings. However, because of our sins, this has not been the case. In almost 2,000 years since the destruction of the temple by the Romans in the year 70 common era. The prayer goes on. But you said, I love that prayer. A lot of what prayer is, is us just quoting his words back to him. It's not our own words, it's his words. But you said, let our lips compensate for the bulls. This is coming straight from his word in Hosea 14, verse 2. Now, the men of the great assembly, which included and were led by Ezra. You may have heard of him. He has a book in the Bible. Mordecai from the book of Esther. Daniel, Ezra, Nehemiah, 
Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, and Shimon HaTzadik, among many others, a total of 120 of these men. These men instituted the prayers from our Siddur in order to fulfill this scripture to ensure that the worship of Hashem would endure in the absence of the Beit Hamikdash. They instituted these prayers that were literally said during the temple service. For us to be able to pray them in 2021 and beyond, Baruch Hashem for that. And the prayer ends, Therefore may it be your will, Adonai, God, and God of our forefathers, that the prayer of our lips be worthy and acceptable before you. As if we had brought the continual offering, the Tamid offering, at its set time, and we had stood at its station. When we pray, my friend, it is as if we are literally bringing the daily Tamid offerings in the exact station, in the exact spot, as back when the temple stood and when it will stand once again. How amazing is that? Baruch Hashem. And in the next uh, video, I will be demonstrating how to not pray, but sing the Anabehoak prayer. And until next time, my friends, Shalom Aleichem.